0: Yo, Ryan Hartley here from went yesterday. It's been five weeks since I did a talk at a place locally called the Glove Factory Studios. Um, a, a friend of ours, Ben, put me in touch with the owner and um, they reached out and suggested that I uh, do one of these talks. And as I was talking with with Alex, the owner, I asked her, I said, you know, what would it, you know what would you like me to speak on have a look at my website and let me know whether there's a particular topic that you'd like me to talk on and uh she came back with this uh, this topic of masculinity <laughs> and um you know the irony being is that i'd only recently just got into um talking about masculinity with any degree of of confidence um because i've been running a, a good father's program and so clearly i felt a little bit nervous you know draw me out on the water shall we say but uh, sure enough as requested i went and shared my heart and my mind for what it means to be a modern man not that i believe that i hold all the answers not that i believe that i am a perfect example of one but more um more of the desire to create a compassionate and curious, conversation. so I'd love to share some of the points that I made during that talk with you um, here and uh, I've got my my slides in front which unfortunately you won't be able to see but you know I opened up the <laughs> I opened up the talk with a little bit of a playful question you know what does it mean to be a modern man? Uh, and, I, and I guess maybe take a moment whether you're male or female. Um, just take a moment right now just to see where your mind goes. What comes to mind when you think of a modern man? And I pose some curious questions. I throw up a a picture of Harry Styles in uh, some very interesting clothing. And I say, is is this a modern man? I throw up a picture of (laughs) Liver King uh, with a big chain around his neck and a big spear in his hand. Uh, Clearly the guy's... um, using some additional chemicals to increase the size of his body. We know that to be true now. But is that what it means to be a modern man? I've then playfully thrown up a picture of Harvey Weinstein. He's the guy behind uh, all the pain caused, um, expressed through the Me Too movement. Again, that's a tip of the hat to what maybe toxic masculinity in terms of abusive power might look and sound like. And then the last playful picture I use is um, is just a group of football hooligans. You know, you can see one, two, three, four, five, five guys. Looks like they're at an England football tournament, all topless. Bottles of beer being smashed everywhere. And I guess, is that the question? Is this what it means to be a modern man? And in reality, I'm being playful because I don't think that any of those are what it means to be a modern man. I think they're just maybe some stereotypes and... <gasps> You know, I guess, who am I to have a conversation about masculinity and what it means to be man? Yes, I've lived 35 years worth of being one. Um, but, you know, a lot of my learning, my education, my teaching comes from guides. You know, I've been very fortunate in the last year to bring to you some incredible people on this podcast. Dr. John Gray, the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Dr. Gary Chapman, author of The Five Love Languages and Dr Maureen Murdoch the author of the heroines journey these are just some of the three wise wise people that i've been very fortunate enough to share time and space with and they've guided my my learning and my curiosity they've they've shaped my um perspectives they've they've nurtured you know a degree of empathy and compassion that i can have for both myself men and women alike so the 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 point of this talk this podcast is first and foremost to have a curious empathic and compassionate conversation one way we recognize that regardless of what it looks like on the outside men are first and foremost human beings and then I go on to talk about 10 reasons why I believe men are struggling and um, maybe I just pick some pick some out and you know the first one I share is that you know greatest strength greatest weakness one of men's greatest strengths for all that it causes pain and problems in relationship is being able to problem solve <laughs> and women you'll know this to be true because sometimes you just want your man to hear you um whereas he he goes straight to trying to fix your problems without making you feel seen and heard that is when greatest strength becomes greatest weakness in relationship but when we apply that to self, we understand that men walk around naturally problem solving. And what we have now is a generation of men that are more self aware, emotionally self aware, than they have ever been compared to previous generations, which is wonderful. It is a, it is a, um, it's a bedrock of possibility That's self-awareness but when we mix that with the idea that greatest strength is greatest weakness men start to see their emotions as problems to solve and that is going to leave them a cropper every single time because emotions aren't problems to solve emotions are feedback mechanisms um to let us know you know um whether things are good for us, bad for us, serving us, whether they're in line with our values or not, whether they're breaching our values. Emotions are data points, they're feedback mechanisms. They are not problems to solve. And for a if a man is going to continue to apply that strength of problem solving to his emotions, he's going to quickly realize that he can't fix those things. And then if he can't fix those things, what does he conclude? That something is broken and that that's something is him. That is why many, many men will be struggling, is because they're applying that problem-solving and fixing mentality to something that is never meant to be fixed to begin with. Another reason why men are struggling is because the makeup of, of relationships has very much changed from a dynamic of rolemate to soulmate. Um, decades generations ago it was clearly defined roles men would go out they'd provide that they would have a sense of purpose in their spirit because they would go out into the world they would provide for their ones that they love they would come home and their role would be very much the provision within the home the the role of the of the female of the wife of the mother clearly very much to nurture the home provide and nurture this is where masculine, feminine, male, female, in synthesis, at their best, served each other. What we have had now in the various generations of women's empowerment, women's rights, is that actually, more often than not, women are in the workplace, you know, sometimes full-time, sometimes part-time, um, sometimes being able to to earn more than the the husband, which is wonderful, great opportunity. But what it has led to is relationships now built on uh, being soulmates rather than rolemates, and the needs um, that that women have to be able to feel loved are are very difficult for a a, a man to to meet if they're not able to develop certain um, skills, traits, characteristics. So, for a woman to feel loved, she needs to feel safe. She needs to feel secure. She needs to feel seen and heard um, and appreciated. And, you know, many, many of those elements require a man to be um, in touch with his own emotions. He can't meet your heart to the extent with which he hasn't met his own. And, you know, previous generations have, have knocked that out of men. They They cannot meet you in your vulnerability. Because they have been conditioned to believe that vulnerability is the enemy. They can't stand that in themselves and they can't stand that in other people. Why? Because generations of men have been told not to cry, to suck it up, to carry on. And that's a challenge for, for soulmate-based um, relationships because um, it means that many needs go unfulfilled and they'll struggle to meet you where you are and, and the needs that you have. Um, it also means that we've got many, many men going out into the world suffering a purpose void. They're suffering this lack of, well, who am I? What, what can I contribute? You know, where is my um, value that I bring to this world? Dr. John Gray from Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus says that we all have 12 love needs, but the love needs of a man and a woman are very um, different in terms of their priority and order. And and men just want to be loved uh, from the position of being appreciated to being adored to being trusted. um. And, and actually, that th- there's fewer opportunities for them to feel that if they are not what we shall we say breadwinner. Again, not something I'm advocating for change, but advocating for why maybe sometimes um, men are behind the curve in being able to adapt and be the men that you need them to be, uh, because they're suffering um, from a lack of, shall we say, upgrade, you know, uh, over the generations. Um, And and sometimes it's not even a lack of upgrade. Sometimes the very things that have gone before have have, have held them back from being able to do what's needed in in the current time. and and the other thing is that when we are equipping women to go out more and more into the workplace, having had children, the same effort, the same energy is not being applied to equipping equipping and enabling dads to stay at home. Uh, again, it, it, hats off to anyone that that stays home, you particularly. I think. I think the world needs to value women and mothers so much for what they contribute to the world. Like to, to stay home and raise children is probably one of the greatest contributions to society. And yet it's certainly not felt that within the world. And and I, I certainly think from both perspectives, anyone that raises a child has to be valued, has to be appreciated for the gift that you are giving society. But that to one side, the just, isn't anything equipping dads to be stay-at-home dads? To equip them with the the presence, the patience, um, the ability to, um, or even the the societal stigma, because there are some implications for the man not being a breadwinner. So socially, stigma. whether, whether people like to admit it or not, there is an underlying judgment if if the woman earns more than the man and particularly if the man has associated his receiving of love by being the amount of money he earns and what he provides well there is a there is an unspoken implication of if he earns less does that mean he is loved less and you might say intellectually logically on a on a surface level don't be silly don't be ridiculous but for many men and for many women in their relationships, love has been associated by what they can financially provide. Is she going to love him less because he provides less? Is he going to feel loved less because he earns less? These are all factors that can contribute to why men might struggle to either A, want to stay home, you know, because there there will be a hole in their heart. They will not many men will want to spend more time with their kids. They will want to spend time um, and not miss out the vital moments with their children that they know that they cannot get back, but they will be torn between this. Well, can I make that happen? Can I afford to make that happen? What are the consequences if I do that? And imagine if we had a society prepared to equip, empower, and celebrate anyone that chooses to stay home and raise children. Uh, there is a culture of comfort i think this is one of the things that are really um emancipating men taking away their sense of true masculinity in its purest form which is comfort and and one of the things that um dr john gray told me is, is that when a man um does nice things that he he becomes full of estrogen and too much estrogen in a man's body leads to addiction and we've got a society of comfort where there is um, food that we can deliver you know, easily. We've got beer as part of our society. Um, we've got technology, we've got Netflix, we've got gaming, there's an abundance of porn. Like men are living in a society where it is so comfortable that they have lost sight of doing what they do best, which is pushing themselves, doing what's difficult, You know, whether that be striving for goals, whether that be doing challenging physical things, whatever that might be, that's when men are at their best. That's when testosterone really um, becomes useful, beneficial, is when men are actually doing hard and difficult things, pushing themselves to be better for those who need them. And make no mistake. We need masculinity in this world. We need the, the synthesis of masculinity and femininity. That's the way that we are built. It's the way that we've been wired. And, and that's the beauty and the purity of them both. Masculinity in its purest sense, in its purest form, is honorable. It is noble. It is serving. If you can, If you can equip a man in his heart with a sense of love, And a sense of devotion. If you can post, if that man, if you're a man listening right now and you can posture your heart on something you deeply, deeply care about, then you're going to be honorable. You're going to be noble. You're going to serve. You're going to sacrifice. You're going to lay down your life. No greater gift has man than to lay down his life for the ones that he loves. This is the true essence of masculinity. Obviously, modern world doesn't require us to to literally lay down our life. And and we're very fortunate that's not the case. But we've lost sight of the doing the difficult, that pushing ourselves, being uncomfortable, because this is when we're at our best. Because the opposite of when we are not doing uncomfortable things, we become comfortable. We become addicted. We become self-centered, self-focused. We become lethargic. We lack energy. Um, we focus on us more than other people. Um, and that is not good for a culture of men. You're not going to get the men that you need, whether that be in business, whether that be in relationship, in society, you're going to have weak men. And I'm not saying weak because they are emotional. I'm saying weak because they haven't learned how to control their emotions. They become self-focused. They become, um, impulsive. They become, Uh, quick to meet and fix their own needs and their habits and they haven't learned how to delay um, uh, gratification they haven't learned how to put somebody else before themselves we're going to have a crisis of masculinity not because it's abused and it's toxic but because actually it hasn't learned how to be honourable, noble and fix their gaze upon something and someone worthy of their life And lastly, another reason that I think men are struggling is they're in relationships with women who are naturally doing what they do best, which is (laughs) fixer-upper. If men are problem solvers, women are improvers. They can see instantly the opportunities for improvement. And the reason that this is a problem for men is because it doesn't feel like love. Women might have legitimate reasons to want to improve a man she might even be able to see his potential but if it ain't broke don't fix it the implication of that sentence of if you're trying to fix it what does that imply that it's broke Uh, and and that's so men don't resist being improved men don't resist being changed they resist being unloved so the three ways that you can help a man is to accept him as he is to love him as he is to trust him and to admire him. And if you can meet those three conditions to accept him, to trust him, that he'll figure it out and to admire him for his qualities that he has, not the qualities that he doesn't, then he will naturally want to grow and improve for you. Men, if you're listening, I know that if you feel trusted, accepted and admired, you're going to want to show up being the best version of you. You're going to want to be better than you were yesterday you're going to want to be better for those who need you who call you husband who call you dad who call you friend who call you boss leader whatever that might be and men my message to you is is to do these three things take the time to connect with your heart get to know who you are what you care for what you stand for what's important to you who are those people in your life what is the mission in your life that is really worthy of you laying down your life what is going to spark the devotion within you? What is going to give you the very reason to get up and do what is difficult and then start doing those things that are difficult? Get up early, do your workouts, eat well, give yourself energy, give yourself learning and perspective and growth. Why? Because when you continue to craft and improve yourself, you become better for those who need you. You become more useful, more valuable, more resourceful. But here's the important thing you don't have to go it alone. Ask for help. Be sure to ask for help along the way, whether that be a community of good men, whether that be a mentor or a coach. It is not weak to ask for help. Be sure to do that because there are many, many good people that want to see you win, succeed and grow and thrive and survive. So make sure you ask for help. Those are the three things that you can do to help yourself connect with your heart so that you can become more connected with your kids so that you can become connected with your partner, your wife, that undoes some of the generational impact uh, and, and, maybe you are a, a first generational change maker. Maybe your, um, parents have not being able to connect with their heart and and, and that's, you know, created an element of um, disconnection for you. You know that this honourable to, to, to do that without a guide or a role model, that's hugely courageous, which is why I suggest you surround yourself with other good men on similar journeys. Uh, it doesn't mean to say that you sit around having similar conversations that, that women do. I've been in com. I've been in groups with men and women, and and the types of conversations around improvement and growth are very very different. Uh, and don't be afraid of that. Just simply being around the presence of other men, talking about the problems and challenges you face, don't be surprised how healing that can be. Knowing that you're not alone, having a brother in your corner that can either help you, listen to you, or share some perspective or some wisdom, that is powerful. I'd highly highly recommend that for sure. So those are my thoughts. those are my those are my reflections on, on what it kind of means to be a, a modern man. I I share a, a playful picture at the end with Mona Lisa taking a selfie. Again, I don't think we are here for self-service. I think one of the problems that we have in relationship is that we focus too much on self. We focus too much on our own needs, maybe how our partner isn't meeting those needs. And and I'm not really sure that that's the way that relationships are meant to be. I think there's too much um, in society, too much in culture that has got us to focus on self, you know, making ourselves happy first, which there is an element of truth in terms of leading ourselves, but it's not supposed to be hedonism. It's not supposed to be self-love and self-pleasure and and self-happiness for for self's sake. It's so that when we come to these relationships, we don't need anything from another human being so that we can become servants of each other. I think that's what we're here for, to live in our values, to do what's honorable, to do what's noble, to be present for our partners, to be present for our kids, to work on our bodies, to work on our minds, to work on on connecting with our hearts, and to commit and devote ourselves to something that is long-term, that's lasting, that's sustainable, Um, getting those real solid foundations in our heart, our relationships, our business and our communities, seeing stuff as long term worth struggle, worth challenges, not just temporary and throwing it out when it doesn't work and it's not working or um, not being prepared to go through deep and dark challenges to get through the other side. Deeper in our relationships, deepen our connections to ourselves, our work and other people. So those are just a few thoughts and reflections on what does it mean to be a modern man? I didn't realize I've been sat here for nearly 25 minutes sharing my, my perspectives. Um, and maybe you'll challenge me. Maybe you'll add to it. Maybe you'll challenge it. Maybe you'll disagree with me. I'll only ever know. If you're brave enough to DM me at Always Better Than Yesterday UK or email me con- uh, connect at abty.co.uk, I'll add the good links in the show notes. And I hope I've encouraged you at least, you know, in some way to to connect with your heart. Whether you be a man or a woman, lean into this sense of curiosity, compassion, and empathy. One of the last visuals I shared on this um, talk was this um, this bird. And if this one bird on the image has one broken wing, and and that's kind of a metaphor for if if a man or a woman, you know, men or women, masculine, feminine, if it's hurting, then neither of us are going to be able to take flight. We both need curiosity, compassion, and empathy. We both need space to be able to express what's working and what's not working and why without pointing fingers, without taking in positioning any blame, taking full accountability, but also being compassionate enough to try and ease each other's suffering. That's how we move forward. Not trying to say who's got it worse or who's got it better. Um, understanding the, the the nature of the problem and getting better at serving each other, nurturing each other, using what we have been given to help each other. The bird can only take flight if it has two wings, two wings that are healthy. If either of us are broken, sore, we're not going to take flight. We're not going to reach our true potential and our true altitude. So this is my encouragement to you, my friends. Let's focus on Self in relationships, we find ourselves properly and truly by bringing all of us into relationships. So iron sharpens iron, so man sharpens man, or person sharpens person, and and that's that's the purpose of relationship to really find out who we truly are, what we truly have to bring to this world. Um, gives us the container with which to be our full selves, our truest selves, the bits that we probably want to hide from the world, and be loved anyway. That's the gift that you have in relationship. Try and be unconditional, be loving of it all, love being the synthesis of the good and the bad, the beautiful and the ugly, the bits that you want people to see and the bits that you don't want people to see. Making space for that all, loving it anyway, and one plus one will equal three. That in relationship, by you bringing what you've been given, your partner bringing all of what they've been given, you become something new in the world, You become something greater. You don't lose yourself in a true synthesis, a true relationship. You become something bigger and greater. There's nothing there to fear. Posture your heart, your mind, your gaze on your partner. Show up as being the best version you possibly can for them. Serve their needs, need nothing back in return. And I promise you, your relationships will grow, they will thrive and they will become deeper, more meaningful, and fulfilling. Hope this serves you well, my friends. Always love.